Welcome and thank you for being a listener of the Dose of Leadership podcast. Currently, we're expanding the conversations beyond just leadership into health, wealth, purpose, spirituality, relationships, and much, much more, because today's leader has to be about all of these areas to lead into the future. Hi, I'm Matt Lilly, and I'm the new host of the previous Dose of Leadership podcast, now called Bright Vibe. I've owned 20 businesses over the last 30 years, and I've studied business, wealth, health, strength, spirituality, you name it, I've studied it, and I've learned that you have to grow in all these areas to be the best well-rounded leader that you can be, not just at office, but also at home. We have an impressive lineup of speakers coming soon, so please stay tuned to the podcast. Thank you for being a listener and part of our Dose of Leadership community, and now we welcome and are excited to have you be a part of our Bright Vibe podcast community. Well, Dr. Carol Laurie, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored and excited to be here with your audience. Yes, we're excited as well because I love what you're doing. In fact, the, my favorite thing that I've read of your all of your stuff is you said, my superpower is figuring out exactly where we need to start to peel back the layers of complex health conditions so that we can fix them together step by step. And I love the, I love the, I love the fact that you used superpower because I so believe in that. I, I believe me that too. We, I believe that we all have a superpower and the more people that are living their superpower, I think the, the more wonderful and magical of an existence that we all will participate in and live in. So what exactly then does that mean that you help, uh, help peel back the layers of complex health conditions? What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, first of all, I think we need to understand that people are sort of detached or disassociated from their superpowers. And as you get healthier, uh, you become more aware of what yours are. But in in for me and my approach to illness, and I've been doing this for over 35 years, you get a really good sense about what drives disease. And right now I'm doing, a, I'm focusing on women's health issues and a lot on breast cancer, providing supportive and integrative care. But I work with women with all types of what I would call chronic illness <clears throat> or uh, I have a disease that nobody can figure out what the problem is. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to start out with the fact that there is always a reason for illness. Right. And if you have that as a foundational approach, and then you begin to go through stacking the diagnostic tools that are available to us, all the regular standard medical tools I'm a firm believer in. And then we add maybe some specialized functional medicine testing. And then we begin to look at the emotional and traumatic com component of illness. Mm -hmm. And what is the message that your illness is bringing to you? If you begin to check in with your body and talk to the disease, what comes up? And I think that's um, when I first started talking about that, women looked at me like, what is this woman doing? But you'd be surprised um, what comes out when you begin to have a dialogue for your disease with your disease, as opposed to thinking it's something that we need to fight or have a war with or attack or conquer, which are all terms used around cancer. Right. Um, it's that's an inflammatory approach. That's not going to help you or the world at all. Interesting. So yes, cause you're a naturopath, acupuncturist and homo homeopath. Mm -hmm. um, and so then how are how do you typically address cancer? I mean, just for people that are either haven't had this occur. I mean, it seems like everybody's been touched by cancer, right? There's almost no way to not be touched by cancer. I know. And, and so one, do you have kind of a, a help us understand maybe what, where cancer comes from? Is that something that you, 
kind of explore? And then how do you, uh, what's your practice involve? Well, um, I am an integrative practitioner, so I believe in taking the best of both worlds, which is medical oncology and then the natural and holistic modalities that I've learned as a naturopath and an acupuncturist and a homeopath. Plus, I've done years of uh, specialized testing in uh, studying in oncology. So I have a lot of um, skill set and knowledge about the fact that cancer is a metabolic disease. And what that means is there are many driving factors that go into creating cancer. And it's not just the tumor. So mm -hmm. we need to understand on a little deeper level, <clears throat> and we do that through testing, what's happening with the blood work. There's very uh, certain testing that we want to find out. For example, how is the person metabolizing sugar? Mm -hmm. And because sugar is a driving force in cancer. In 1918, the German scientist Otto Warburg discovered that cancer, given a choice <clears throat> between choosing sugar and glucose for its gas tank, will choose, I'm sorry, sugar and oxygen for its gas tank will choose sugar, even though it gets less energy and has to work harder. That's now known as the Warburg effect. Hmm. So with that information, that was the beginning of understanding that cancer is a metabolic disease. We can now address that by really reducing the amount of carbohydrates and sugar somebody eats. Hmm. Interesting. And then, so then does it have to go, when you say oxygen, then is it, is because just because you cut out sugar, uh, like if you cut sugar completely out of your diet, once you've already had cancer, that's not necessarily the cure, I'm assuming. Thank you for listening to the Bright Vibe podcast today. We've got a special event coming up here shortly, July 12th through the 16th, called the Global Happiness Summit. And we're bringing resources from around the country together to talk about happiness and what that means and how to have more of that in our lives. Go to brightvibe.com, B-R-I-T-E, vibe, V-I-B-E.com for more information about the Global Happiness Summit. And we look forward to seeing you July 12th through the 16th. No, there's no, I mean, if anybody says this is going to cure cancer, um, I would run in the opposite direction. Right. I would never use that word. Right. Um, never. Right. And I don't even think medical oncology uses that word. Mm -hmm. um, we haven't gotten there yet. There's mm -hmm. no one thing that creates cancer. There's no one thing that's going to cure cancer. Um, we can bring in all the modalities that we know about um, nutrition, supplements, lifestyle, medical oncology with, with, you know, immunotherapy and chemotherapy and a spiritual or a religious or um, meditation component to it. Mm -hmm. But I don't, would never use that word cure. Right. I mean, I think we can reduce the risk of recurrence mm -hmm. for a, a, by a lot. Reduce risk of occurrence. Got it. And so typically then when, when, so people, based on your bio, it looks like people kind of come to you typically when they can't find answers. You're, I mean, to, or they're, for, the through the traditional, quite, right, right. Or the answers aren't quite enough. Like a woman has finished standard treatment and, um, she's on a tamoxifen or aromatase inhibitor, which is known as hormonal therapy. And she's really having horrible quality of life, um, horrible joint pain, she's gained weight, she feels lethargic and isn't able to do anything and she's lost her sparkle. Mm -hmm. And the doctor says, well, let's put you on an antidepressant. Right. And maybe she says yes or no. Right. And she wants a better 
quality of life and she thinks she's missing something. So I'm the answer to what's missing. Mm. <laughs> so you're the answer to what's missing. I love that. And so, and so, you know, we're at, at Bright Vibe and at Dose of Leadership where this year and at this period of our, our time, we're kind of focused on happiness and what that looks like. And obviously, if you're going through some of this, there's not a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of reasons to be unhappy, but I'm sure through meditation, spiritual stuff, you try to shift the mindset, right? Shift the mindset to, I don't know, do you help <coughs> people find peace? Do you help them uh, deeper understanding? I mean, I guess what's involved in that? I think what you brought up about mindset is a very important point. And I think happiness is this elusive concept that we, um, we have to get through a lot of garbage in ourselves to be able to get to the other side, to have happiness and joy, right. which is one of the things that I think we all deserve that. But let's talk about mindset as a way of getting there, which is <clears throat> if you see yourself as a victim to breast cancer and the, the language you use, for example, a woman said to me, well, my doctor told me I have to take this drug. Mm. So that's, think about that versus after we had our sessions, she said, well, the doctor recommended this and I'm choosing to do it. Right. There's a big difference in the energy that those different phrases, um, how it translates into her life, into her thought process, into her body. And mindset is critically it's a critical part of the work that I do and, and what you're talking about mm -hmm. and happiness. You, you can't really reach happiness if you're looking at your life as a victim, right? You know, like mm -hmm. this is somebody re said to me, well, it's a tragedy that you got breast cancer and, um, or I got breast cancer. So I said to her, well, a tragedy is when somebody dies or there's some horrible weather event that's destroyed a town or what we recently had a shooting in a, right. where children were killed. Um, breast cancer isn't very unfortunate. And I don't mean to diminish the impact of that, but breast cancer or any illness also has ability to use it as a way of transforming your life. Mm -hmm. And that is the message that I want to share. And I'm not diminishing that it's you know, not okay and doesn't feel great that you got breast cancer, but we can't always choose what events happen to us. Right. And so part of reducing the trauma of life is to really work with your mindset and move forward in a positive way. Okay, I have this illness. I'm going to make the best that I can of it by getting all my ducks in a line, by really using it as a catalyst to change my life in ways that I've not been so honest with myself. I wasn't very happy about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot there. Um, there's, mm -hmm. a, there's a, I mean, yeah, to your point, one thing doesn't cause it and one thing doesn't cure it. It's kind of, you know, every, every and all things I would think affect every and all things, right? There's, Yes. You know, from, from mindset to, to diet, you talked about sugar to, I'm sure, many other factors that factor in that I've read about. Um, so for, for our listeners and our viewers, I guess, what is what are some maybe myths or misconceptions that you run into on a daily basis or in your practice mm -hmm. that could help people dispel some things to bring clarity? And, and then the second part of that would be kind of what would you want people to know that are just starting down this road? Or if they've only 
been down the traditional medicine route, things mm-hmm. to consider. So if we just start with the piece, what are some myths and some things that maybe misinformation that's out there in the public, public arena? Great. Um, I'll start out with the fact that most people think eating oatmeal is a great thing to eat for breakfast. <laughs> okay. It's not. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Um, a lot of definitions of oatmeal that people have are those little instant packets that they then pour into a bowl and add hot water or milk. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very processed grain at that point. And even if you're using steel cut oats and they're organic and you're making it from scratch, it's still a carbohydrate. Mm -hmm. So how you start your day, the way you start your day determines the metabolic messaging that your cells will expect from food throughout the day. And we don't want that metabolic messaging to consist of carbohydrates or sugar. We want it to be protein and vegetables. And so I recommend that when you make your dinner, if you're not doing intermittent fasting, then you have your morning meal, you have some green tea, which has a lot of anti-cancer benefits, organic green tea instead of coffee first thing. And then you have your protein and vegetables for breakfast. Our society is the only society that's been brainwashed to think that breakfast is um, cereal in a box with milk or a pop tart or a donut or a pastry and a frappy sugar coffee. That's really unhealthy. And it's the cause of rising diabetes and obesity and one of the contributing factors to cancer in America. So if we could just start eating differently in the morning, that would make a big difference. Another uh, conception, misconception that I think people have is when they're finished treatment, if they're taking their hormonal blocking therapy, um, it, they don't need to do anything else. Mm. And um, I've had doctors say, you're fine. And they don't need to take care of their bones because those drugs also have a high risk of uh, causing osteopenia and osteoporosis. Um And I'm always surprised when women come to work with me and the doctors say, well, they told me I was fine. Hmm. So I think that that I think we need to begin to bring integrative care more into mainstream oncology because it's not one or the other. It's taking the best of both worlds Hmm. that really is going to provide um, women and men the care that they need in their life. Now, the other part of your question is if a woman is just and I'm talking about women, men do get breast cancer. Right. Um, But my, the most people I work with um, are women. Mm -hmm. So a woman's recently diagnosed and uh, I, the number one thing is you need to take a breath. It's it's not a surgical emergency. There is this tendency to rush you into a biopsy. And I think there's a lot to organize and get together. If your life is going to be disrupted, it's okay to take a week or two. You might want to seek a second opinion Uh, and to be prepared when you go in for a biopsy and seek out someone such as myself to guide you from the very beginning, because going through chemotherapy and surgery and radiation or one of the versions or all three of them is an arduous journey. And there are absolute science-based protocols that you can utilize to make that experience healthier and easier for you. And such as you don't want to eat a steak tonight and go for chemotherapy tomorrow and think that you won't be sick. Right. So we want to prepare for chemotherapy 
and this is science-based, intermittent fasting has shown that when you starve your body, the cancer cells go into, oh my goodness, I'm starving. And the healthy cells go into, oh my goodness, I'm going to close down. So when you get the chemotherapy, the cancer cells take up more of the chemotherapy and the healthy cells are protected. That's that's there's research articles about this in PubMed. This is not some touchy feely thing that I, so you need to prepare for chemotherapy and you want to adjust your supplement protocols three days before you stop taking your supplements and you don't take them for two days after. So you want to be respectful of the chemotherapy because it is medicine that you're doing and you don't want to be doing anything to potentially interfere. But on the other side, some doctors say no vitamins, no herbs. And unfortunately that's not science backed. That is a statement that is, you know, it is possible to take the right supplements at the right times. So it supports a woman's ability to get through treatment and be healthy as possible. Hmm, that's amazing. And so you, you said a couple of things there that I wanted to ask questions around, which is like for second opinions, is there specific places, information, resources for second opinions that you would, that you would say yeah. either go research this or type in this term or specific actual, actual places you'd say, go here. And you know, you know, what would be your recommendation for second opinions? Well, I think it depends where the person lives and what their insurance is going to cover. And, you know, I was working with a woman in North Dakota in this little town Mm -hmm. and she had an unusual type of cancer. And without being disrespectful to the doctors there, I felt like she would get better care. So she went to one of the major cities in North Dakota. She had to travel Mm -hmm. and she sent her blood work and a pathology report over and actually Actually, I think now that she had a Zoom appointment. So it is possible to, and you have the medical right to ask for a second opinion. If you're being treated in a small community, Mm -hmm. going to the teaching university in your state, um, you can get your insurance to pay for that. And with Zoom right now, most people do not physically have to travel there. Hmm, Very interesting. And then even more, um, I guess, even more than, than just the second opinion, the space that you're in, what are there good resources? And obviously we want to provide your, your access to your information specifically, but are there good resources? Is there a society for naturopathic cancer doctors? Or, oh yes, there I mean, is. Is, is, is. How, what's the resource there for people? That... Well, there's the society for integrative oncology. Okay. And that's where there's a lot, not just of naturopaths, but medical doctors and other practitioners who are very much interested in um, taking the best of both worlds. There is the Naturopathic Society for Oncology organization. There is that. There is the Madiri Foundation in Ashland, Oregon, which is where I learned everything I know about how to work with cancer. And Mm. all of these um, practitioners and places uh, are very ethical. They're highly trained. You need to apply to be members of them. And uh, most of them do work by Zoom. Oh, very excellent. Well, thank you for that. That's that's wonderful resources. And then, um, and I know you have to see a patient here shortly, so I, I certainly appreciate you coming on and respect your time today. How do people, how do you typically work with client or patients? And then how do people uh, get a hold of you? How do they find you? Well, um, there's many ways. One, first of all, to re- to find me, it's very easy. It's my name, Carol, and then my last name is spelled L-O-U. 
rie.com and you go up and there's the contact me button and send me an email and I respond to everyone. Um, I have an online group coaching plan where Mm -hmm. people come in for six weeks and this is called Empowered Against Recurrence. Mm -hmm. And we work together as as a group. We go through nutrition, supplements, Um, mindset and recovering from trauma, healthy lifestyle, monitoring your blood work. And then the sixth week is a workshop, um, reducing tamoxifenin, aromatase inhibitor side effects. That's one way. And then I have a a clinical practice where I work with people remotely and you get to see me one-on-one. And some people start out with the group and then they Mm -hmm. do more private consultation. It's, it just depends on what you want. Um, I think that working with people all over is it's the healthcare of the future. Right. Definitely. Yeah. I I work in the medical spaces um, to some degree as well with, with doctors and, and nurses and uh, senior care space. And, you know, we Mm -hmm. found that the, you know, since COVID it's been a, a blessing because we can reach people in these smaller communities. We can have faster interactions instead of somebody having to wait in the lobby for an hour and drive for an hour and all this stuff. You can, it's a lot more efficient and, and for the very, very effective as well. So I think it's kind of wonderful in that aspect of what we've evolved to. So we'll definitely, we'll put all of your information in the show notes. And, and I know it wasn't a ton of time today, but I feel like that there was a a lot of value packed into this session today for and, so. and, and resources for people. Um, because I know I'm going to share this obviously with my mother, but I'm sure there's many other people and many of our other listeners that would love to share this with people that are, um, dealing with this or don't want to, I mean, might kind of want to be pro proactive and not get cancer, right? There's a lot of education and information around that as right. well. And uh, if you want a referral to a local person where you uh-huh. live, reach out to me. I have colleagues throughout the U.S. I'll do my best to oh. find you someone uh, in your state. And I can't promise it's going to be in your city, but or right. someone who will work with you. If you have a different type of cancer other than breast cancer, feel free to reach out to me. I will find you an appropriate uh, referral. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Lloyd, for coming on today. I appreciate that you've leaned into your superpower and are living your superpower. It's certainly very inspiring and and. I know that the world's a better place because you are living your superpower. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you. It's been my pleasure to be here. Thank you. Well, thank you for coming on today. Thank you for being a part of the Bright Vibe podcast. For more information, go to brightvibe.com. That's B-R-I-T-E vibe, V-I-B-E dot com. Thank you for listening. For the ones who get it done. The most important part is the one you need now, and the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.